Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. of the hashtag Miranda show I am your host the Twitterless heroine herself ring announcer to the stars Miss Fancy Pants the most professional podcaster the pop punk princess and most importantly the queen of soft style here with you again for this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda show which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network which you can find on thechairshot.com TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. As always, I am being joined by my podcast colleague, partner, co-host, the kingpin of TheChairShot.com, the unstoppable one. And if you didn't already know, he is a wrestling promoter, Greg DeMarco. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes. On this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking window. So another show on the network referenced that soundbite this week and couldn't remember what show it was from. They're like, there's a podcast that uses that on our network. I was like, yes, uh, yes, there is. Uh, uh, yes, there is. Uh, so it's, uh, it's really funny. I realized you went through all your nicknames. You went through all the stuff for me. And then I realized through all of that, the one thing you did not say was your own name. I thought I did say my name at you the end. You said your first name because it's the hashtag Miranda show, but you did not actually say. And maybe you did. Maybe someone right now is listening to this like, no, morons. You said her name's Miranda Morales. You just forgot. But yeah. I thought I did. I'm, you I'm your host, did. Miranda Ignorant. Morales. I, I thought, unless, are you, are we doing gaslighting part two? Oh, God. I hope not. Uh, are are we, Greg? Because I feel like I'm being gaslit. This is the, the exact definition of being gaslit. I don't think it is. But yes, me telling is. you I don't think it is, is is me doing it anyway. So exactly. this is one concept because, because that I don't think I will ever understand. <laughs> I'm just being totally honest with the whole world. I, I don't know if I, know I understand really it, is. but I understand it well enough to know that apparently it can be weaponized. I was going to so, say, you understand it enough to use it against me because I don't understand it well enough. Yes. That's. And that's. I got a new soundbite. I got you do? Where I put it. Yes. Is it? So this is, this was, this came off of last week's solo show, which you have to go back and listen to. Um, if you haven't already and you may have, I don't know, but I don't think you have. Patrick listened to it, really enjoyed it. This is now a new soundbite that we're going to use because it's so perfect for this day and age in pro wrestling, even if it was recorded like a decade ago. Some of these people actually like the WWE. That's from an interview. That's pretty good. That's from a promo between CM Punk and Triple H, too, where Triple H is like running him down. And I talked about it on the solo show last week, but that was born. Some of these people actually like the WWE. Because it's so true. So true. But everyone thinks they hate it. So, you know, I think people just love what they love and hate what they hate. And some people will like that regardless of who presents it. And there's people that. As you've noted, you know, very justfully will like something, think they like something, see a promotion that they don't like, put it together yeah, and, and do it or a promotion that they like, do it and then be like, oh, no, that's totally cool. That, that again, is it's not enough yes. to like what you like. You also have to hate the people that don't like what you like or yeah. hate what they like because it's not what you like. Like that's where yeah. things have changed. It used to just be cool to like what you like and let other people like what they like. Now... Yeah. We have to run down everybody else. And again, not to get political, it all started in 2016 with the election. 
but that's it. Yeah. That's my time. That's when, when that happened, that's when it no longer became okay to, for other people to like what they like. Yeah. That's the moment well, it ended. It's been six years. It's been six years, you guys. This is exhausting. No wonder I'm so tired all the time because um, I've Because <laughs> you like some been... weird shit. That's why. Oh, yeah. Being a weirdo, though, for a while, you know, there's some innocence when you are younger and you like weird stuff because even as a teenager, you don't you care, but you don't care because you you know well enough. And then as you get older, I think you don't care, but you don't care because you're so exhausted, not because you don't care about what other people think. You're just too tired to not care about what other people think. That is a perfect way to sum up the conversation we had before the show started. Yes. This is, this is just the perfect summary, summary of being an adult. Like that, uh, that's being true. an adult is, is, is being too tired to do most things in life. But we digress. We're not too tired enough to do this show. We are excited uh, to talk. And this is a little bit more of a looser show because I came to Greg with this idea and he's kind of like, okay. And I'm like, well, this is my show. But I did have a very exciting weekend that like reinvigorated this passion for independent wrestling that I just have to talk to you guys about. And I know Greg did some very cool things uh, this weekend, including seeing a movie, which everyone's been reviewing, like raving about, which I have to, I have to say I'm shocked. I am super shocked that this movie is getting such good reviews because I did not expect it to be good. And especially for a reboot sequel ish, you know, hybrid of sorts. Uh, I did not expect for people to be on this train, uh, Weird, but people, but people are on it. And so I have to know more about it. We will talk about that in the second half of the show, but up next, it would not be the hashtag Miranda show. If we didn't talk about some IZW impact zone wrestling, cause we were on hiatus last week and some big announcements dropped for IZW cycle circus last week that I absolutely want to, uh, to talk about, I'm not making this about me, but in more than one ways, this is actually kind of about me. <laughs> this is all about. <laughs> I didn't even think that was going to be as funny as it was. It is so good. That is so good, Greg. not even as funny as I thought it was going to be. It's it's funny for reasons I didn't intend when I pressed the button. But it is now. Uh, So we talked about last uh, show, low ticket uh, alert for VIP, I believe, was, um, you know, uh, I think that they were low in stock. Um, for VIP, and one of the big announcements that have have that has opened or become uh, not open, but that has been fully launched in this past week is several things, and this is around the main event of Cycle Circus. Uh, so at uh, the the previous show, King of the Jungle, we did get confirmation that we were going to get a uh, women's psycho circus match for the izw women's championship um and we got word as far as the first few competitors um have been announced really over the past week uh or even before that but all five participants of the cycle right the first two were announced at king of the at the show yes at king of the jungle and then the other three were announced since then Yes. Uh, so the first two announced for the at, at King of the Jungle, we had Anime, of course, who got a surprise win over Bryn Thorne, who was also added to the match. Uh, later on, the woman who was kind of uh, the cause of this big, not so much cause because she called it straight down the middle, but in you know, in on Bryn Thorne's side, uh, she believes that this person had a lot more to do with that upset win, and that is Morgan someone that she's had quite a long feud with. Uh, and then also announced for the Cycle Circus match uh, is uh, Gypsy Mac, who's previously competed um, with IZW, as well as Lilith Grimm, uh, who has been a pretty big force uh, to reckon with in the women's direction. Uh, so yes. things that you can uh, expect, that is what you could expect uh, for the Cycle Circus match. Uh, and this, this was, you know... 
something that uh, fans, again, we knew that this was coming and it's for the IZW uh, Women's Championship. But the other big announcement that did come about is that this was going to be the main event of Psycho Circus. And this is something that I was really excited about. And what I allude to by this is all about me was something that when I first heard about this match, I thought this would make a cool main event. And this was just something in my head. So for IZW to think about that, and I'm sure this was something that uh, many fans had also collectively thought about as well, um, to have this uh, Women's World Championship match. You know, that's not on the flyer. Did you know that? I, it's I not listed at the list. I, I, I just, I'm just saying. I just, I'm reading my notes here from the actual visual here. I know. Trust um, me. Trust me, I know. Okay, Trust you me, should, I know. You should bring that up to I, uh, I have. The, the official, I don't know who, uh, IZW management. Um, I, I don't even know who they the are. Commis- <laughs> the commissioner. Uh, but who, I, I, who hired that guy? Who hired that guy, right? Um, but I think that the Dave, reason... it's me, Dave. That's who hired that guy, think Dave. That was... Something that, as I think fans were, you know, something very monumental. This is the first time in a, over a decade that we're having a women's world champion, IZW women's world champion. Um, and to have this match be the main event for Psycho Circus is something that, one, is, again, moving forward in the direction of this new iteration of IZW. We already have, of course, our world champion and now... Uh, to have the women's world champion um, is going to be this big turning point in IZW. We talked about even King of the Jungle, that that was kind of one chapter closing, another one opening. And I think this is kind of really the next big chapter in IZW history. It is. And and it being the main event, great idea, by the way, for whoever had that. Um, it, it is a big deal because it, we are creating a new women's champion. I can tell you from the behind-the-scenes aspect of it, when you decide this is the direction we're going to go in, you don't just, like, then pop it out there. Like, literally, I yeah. probably had to talk to, like, ten different people yeah. about it being the main event, including the five people in the match. And mm-hmm. that was the best part of the conversation, to be able to tell them, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, this is what we've decided. That was – those are great conversations to have, like to see the reaction, to hear the reaction to that news, the immediate of like, we are going to deliver this. We are going to do this. Not to pull the curtain back, but to pull the curtain back to tell the other two people who were originally going to be in the main event that we're going to change it. And their level of acceptance, their level of, I think it's great. And here's why. Um, the fact that you are crying the first champion in over a decade, it makes sense. It is the one named after the show, but then to have one of the two people be like, I also intend to make it entirely impossible for them to follow our match. Like that was something that I loved. You know, that's, that's also a very true case. You know, anytime that you, I think that's a very natural thing to happen in a card where when you are not in the main event, um, there is this level of competitiveness which is friendly, but also within you to want to be the match of the night. And as we've known, we talked about historically, the match of the night is not always the main event. Um, And so I think, too, it's going to have people step up their game to want to be the match of the night because it's already going to be hard to top, uh, you know, a psycho circus match for the women's world championship. Um, And, already that it makes it a pretty stacked card against anybody else who wants to try and tackle those yeah. odds. But I think IZW is that environment where it brings the best in people out of people. It's interesting because at King of the Jungle, we put the Ironman match for the world championship on right before intermission. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you without saying too much, I am not following that same strategy for this event. I'm mm-hmm. not putting the world title match on right before intermission. Um, that's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. So it is going to be it, – it's stacked and it's going to be a lot of fun and and it's going to be uh, an absolute blast and I'm super excited for what we're doing. I'm super excited for what's planned. I'm super excited for all of these competitors to get to be in that match and and, and what they're going to be able to do and the spotlight that they're going to be in and and it's, it's, it's the right place to do it. Like you can't really do it with – I can't really think of a lot of other places that could do it 
in our state and make it make sense outside of like a party hard wrestling that could have done it and and had it make sense but besides that i just think you can't just do it you have to set the table you have to get Mm -hmm. there in a way that makes perfect sense and i think we're there and and again it's you know i suspected we were there at different points because you know i wavered on it and and um you knew we were there even more than I knew we were there and now we're there. And so I'm very excited about it. And and I'm super excited for this event. Uh, we are literally down to like less than a single hands worth of VIP tickets at this point. And I've expanded the amount of VIP tickets available. So any other event, these tickets were long gone. And, and what I did this time is we always end up, I always end up adding to, to VIP after it sells out because this person forgot this or this person, whatever. And, and I always get to this certain number every single time because I know that's the absolute max. So this time I, I, we sold to it and I said, we're going to go to this number that we always go to. And instead of doing it through people, but sending messages, whatever, I'm just going to do it, let them buy it. And then anybody who misses out, you're just going to have to sit not in the front row. Um, because I feel like, you get front row because you go and you buy them when they're available, not because you ask Greg. So now they're available. They're not really available. There's only a couple left. But, um, yeah, I've expanded it like literally by 20% of what we would normally sell. So we wouldn't even be having this conversation in the other IZW event. It would have been gone weeks ago. But mm-hmm. because I expanded it and and I want people to be able to take advantage of it, now there's just no – It's the once we yeah. get there, it's a point of no return. You ain't getting it because well, I don't have the space. reason. Yeah, and and again, this sounds like a pretty far out because we're still about two months out. Three, uh, three months out. Yeah, that's what's crazy uh, about it. It's three but, months out. You know, these tickets will go by fast. August twenty seventh will be here sooner than you know it. Uh, tickets are available at izwwrestling dot com. And again, we are still at the Sun Studios, and so that is a, a great venue, but limited capacity. Um, and something that, I mean, you saw Greg at King of the Jungle was that people turn up, they show out, uh, for, you know, what matters to them in IZW. And it does look like there is a a great fan base that is very excited for, uh, this women's cycle circus match. And, uh, just for, again, this new chapter in IZW history, I keep alluding to, to this kind of analogy, but to me, that's a beautiful thing with this blending of his history, but also, you know, this new uh, era of IZW. And you're taking five women who have all previously competed within IZW ring that all have something to prove that are there to kind of make their statement on why they should be the IZW Women's World Champion. Uh, and I, I cannot wait to see this match. Um, but again, tickets are available at IZWWrestling.com. And Greg, let us know where our listeners can find IZW on social media. At IZW Wrestling AZ on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at IZW Wrestling AZ, like the state of Arizona. Uh, there's always links in every post. There's links in the bios, all that kind of stuff to get your tickets. IZWWrestling.com, like you said. Um, you can Google search it if you really want to, but that's a little harder. So, yeah, find it on social media. Grab those last few tickets. A bunch uh, have gone, both general admission and VIP, even just today. So they ain't going to last long. Um, we just got a little, just, you know, we're onesie twosies now in terms of the VIP. So grab them while you can. You do get, this is the first time we've ever done it, we, we are giving away um, a very special Psycho Circus print. That will be made that features Final Destination. Um, that, that will be made available to everybody. So every VIP purchase. So if you're the one who bought those tickets, you get the print. That will be out there. I know Final Destination may or may not be willing to sign those. They're not exactly happy people in IZW. So, um, but they will be made available. They will be free for you. I'll get those and something really cool that's coming that I can't leak out yet. That you don't know about yet because it just got developed last week. I'll tell you later. Ooh. Um, that's super unique and I'm really excited for it and, and, and is coming and, and it will be linked to Psycho Circus match this time, but not necessarily in the future because it'll, it'll be a repeat thing in all of our events. Um, an idea that was brought to me that I really like. And, and so we've approved, but yeah, another really cool aspect of things that again, just, just makes sense in IZW and probably nowhere else. Uh, I think it could make sense some other places, but we're doing it and I'm excited about it. And so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll let you know about that. After the show's over. Yes. 
Well, and if you cannot physically be there at Sun Studios of Tempe uh, on Saturday, August 27th to support IZW, there is another way that you can do that and support IZW. The best way to do that, well, step one, Greg, is to go ahead and wind it up. You know, what's really funny is that I wasn't going to wind it up during the Greg DeMarco show and Patrick made me wind it up. Yes! So I'll wind it up now, too. It's time! Step two, it's time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot and IZW shirts today. All that just gave me Bass of the Beach vibes and W O. Or also uh Survivor Series vibes. WCW. So many vibes happening. But the vibes that you should be feeling right now is Impact Zone Wrestling IZW. You can go there and pick from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different. IZW t-shirts there. I'm counting the Arizona's I, best I, I, uh, twice. I didn't, even know. I didn't even know we had that many. Yes. Uh, but you can find uh, seven to eight different IZW t-shirts styles uh, there. Uh, whether that's the new logo, the Arizona's best in gold or in white. Of course, the IZW World Order t-shirt or the IZW NWA design, as well as IZFNW. And of course, the Impact Zone Linear t-shirt all are looking good at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can customize these t-shirts by getting them in different colors. And of course, any style like soft style, you can get these shirts there for that amount 1999 they all start off and of course with a few extra uh dollars you can order any t-shirt and soft style you can even customize the colors and of course all the great chair shot shirts there as well including the chair shot style t-shirt chair shot worldwide multiple always use your head shirts as well as of course everybody hates greg and the queen of soft style t-shirt all at pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot. So what are you waiting for? Go get your t-shirts. That is step three. The third and final is to go get your t-shirts at pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot. That is pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so I 
wanted to just spend this first half because it's my show so i get to do what i want and just have this giddy moment for this past weekend uh you know not not any way to to pat me on the the back uh but it is more just a celebration of independent wrestling which i love as we talk about on this show i had a little bit of a whirlwind weekend whirlwind weekend yes uh between Vegas and Tucson, uh, two very different wrestling scenes, two very different environments, but both with a great love of wrestling. And just to kind of highlight some of the big things uh, about it, um, you know, I don't know if anybody knows what happened in Vegas this past weekend, but it was also double or nothing weekend. AEW invaded the place. And with that, what we've seen in this wrestling economy that's happened when big events happen, like uh, you know, WrestleMania, uh, Double or Nothing, uh, all of these big shows, uh, they become a wrestling hub where other promotions are running uh, shows in that same area. And Future Stars of Wrestling is the Vegas-based promotion uh, that I work for. And they had several shows that weekend, including Luck of the Draw on Thursday night. And then they had a joint show with the Wrestling Revolver on a Friday, which is Sammy Callahan's promotion uh, based out of the Midwest. And those were two awesome shows. And what I really wanted to highlight was with the Wrestling Revolver show, I ended up doing something I don't normally do, and that is co-announce. And by that, it's not just me switching off between matches with an announcer. We literally divided the match announcements in half, where uh, I was announcing for Future Stars of Wrestling, and Sean T, uh, shout out to him from the Wrestling Revolver, announced uh, Wrestling Revolver talent. And it was a very interesting concept that apparently Sammy Callahan came up with um, when kind of putting the, together this show with future stars of wrestling. And at first I was, I didn't know what to think, but Sean T to his credit is a very talented announcer, uh, great voice. I believe he does DJ work and has done radio work. So he has that uh, hosting type of vibe, uh, but also with the wrestling revolver being a little bit uh, more uh, of a rock and roll type of show. He goes in and think about what kind of like your, uh, rock and roll DJ from, you know, uh, from the radio. He has a little bit of that style, but I had such a great time working with him and it was such an interesting concept, uh, to be able to break announcements in half like that. But we, uh, had such a, a great chemistry and great flow. Um, and we're able to announce some pretty interesting, uh, you know, dynamics, uh, in general. And so, uh, that was, so we're super cool. And then speaking about rock and roll, making the drive down to Tucson to go to Rockstar Wrestling Alliance, which is a promotion based out of Tucson that also has shows in uh, Phoenix, but primarily based out of Tucson. And Rockstar Wrestling Alliance is a beautiful blend of Lucha Libre and rock and roll, um, which, of course, wrestling and music and rock and roll in particular have always had a very symbiotic relationship. Uh, So much has been influenced by music and then so much of wrestling, you know, has been influenced by music and so much of music gets a little bit influenced by wrestling as well. And uh, to be at the Rialto, uh, which is the home of Rockstar Wrestling Alliance for the first time for me, I want to say since either early 2020 or late 2019, um, to have that event uh, with Lucha Libre, with Diablo, uh, Santo Diablo, which is Saint, the devil saint in an English translation, rocking out in between matches was so much fun. A very different presentation of wrestling. Um, and that's, I think, a big theme, too, of seeing all of these different shows happening over the weekend. Vegas, going back to that, was flooded with other promotions. Of course, GCW was there. I wasn't there on Saturday night, but I saw the pictures, and man, was it packed um vhx i think is another promotion that went out of the nerd bar in vegas and the nerd bar is a uh of course a bar in in vegas that um has hosted wrestling events and uh you know things uh whether it's panels uh, you know, wrestling shows, the wrestle swap also out of there. So, uh, it was kind of a, it's a, 
it was an awesome weekend. I did not go to any of the AEW stuff. Uh, I just did not have the time in my schedule. But it also was cool to see so many people out from out of town enjoying the local wrestling scene. And Greg, we've talked about this previously, I think more with WrestleMania, um, about other independent shows and kind of how they they... I don't want to say latch on in a negative way, but they gravitate towards these types of big events to host and put shows together in the hopes of getting, uh, you know, in front of a new audience. And really, what's your perception about that, whether that be AEW or WWE? And now that we're on this other side of the pandemic, because as we saw, too, what happened with the pandemic, especially WrestleMania um, with promotions and shows you know not being able to run with when these other larger shows don't happen or can't happen you know how much of a catastrophic blow it it can be to those promotions how much it actually you know is it still a beneficial relationship for um you know when bigger promotions like wwe and aew run and then these other promotions kind of come along and are able to run shows alongside or part of that weekend. It's yeah, it's beneficial as long as they're making money. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because when I, I've told the story about working for ring of honor and it's, it's salient here. I worked for them in 2010. And by that point that was WrestleMania 26. I think their first WrestleMania weekend events were around WrestleMania 20, which is in New York. And I think, yeah, I think the Detroit ones came later, but I think first time, so, so it was, you know, the seventh time they did it, if you count 20. And the interesting thing about it to me was that when I met, cause I worked with the vice president the whole time up and I didn't meet Kerry Selkin, who was younger at the time until we were in Phoenix. And he told me this was the first time that the WrestleMania weekend events were going to turn a profit because of how cheap I was able to get them everything. And I basically said I was the reason the events were going to be profitable uh, with any form of a walk-up. And they had a, a plenty good walk-up. And and I, I was like, that's weird. And they said, no, we – they always viewed WrestleMania weekend as like an investment in what you were talking about. New fans, new this, new that. Ring of Honor was at the time the second largest company in the country um, because it was post-WCW, pre-AEW. And, and no one was really able to get that number two slot until then. But for these smaller indies, I, I don't think they have that luxury of losing money on one event and hoping to make it up in DVD sales and whatever else, right? Um, and viewing it as an investment show. They need to make money on these or it could be the end. And mm-hmm. so if they're, as long as they're making money, I think it's, it is good and it is good. The biggest thing about it for me in WrestleMania weekend, we talked about this on, on one of our shows. There were companies that were canceling events because they weren't selling tickets very well. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and watch WrestleMania 30, was it eight? Yeah, WrestleMania 38. I don't even know anymore. The one in Dallas this past year. And, and you listen to the crowd, there weren't CM Punk chants. There weren't whatever. Like that was a very casual wrestling crowd. Mm-hmm. And, and WWE more and more is drawing the, the, they're becoming a destination for the non-hardcore fan as well. Yeah. So it's really hard for an indie to go there and be successful. Now, if you're latching on, to AEW, and I say latching on like it sounds bad, and I don't think it is. Yeah. I think that's the crowd you want, right? Like, like I think almost think you're better off trying to run an AEW weekend than a WWE weekend, depending yeah. on the city, too. Like, like, like if you're, if WWE is running Chicago for like a SummerSlam and Indies go there and run, I think they're going to do well because it's Chicago. But if WWE is running, say, Dallas, especially that area like where everything is so far spread out and it's not easy and convenient. Whereas in Vegas, you can walk to everything. So there, there's other factors to it, but I do think there's some value to Indies latching on to AEW because that's their crowd already. Like mm-hmm. I bet we could have put an IZW show up there and, and, and turned a profit probably easily. If you could find a window of time in which to hold the event with everything else that's going yes. on. So it's, I think, yeah, that's that, a hard part too, well. when you have things, cause even AW running on Sunday, they had fan fest and the meet and greets all on Saturday and GCW took the stake on Saturday night and GCW was really the outside of AW, you know, the second largest event that whole weekend. And so even those, 
And pretty much you have to kind of pick and choose and what else you're going to, to run or, or what other times. Because exactly that, you got to be strategic about your time frame. And that's a, you know, as much as it sounds like, okay, you just get there and you put on a show and people will come. Even things like understanding the schedule of what's happening that weekend. And, and a lot of times you would start that and, and put a show together, not knowing the full de- fleshed out details until they happen. And you just end up picking a bad time out of happenstance, not because you knew the schedule ahead of time. Yeah, because I'm sure the AEW meet and greets weren't available when some people schedule their events, right? It, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it is a crapshoot a little bit. Um, especially if you don't have a relationship there. For WWE, for Ring of Honor, per se, when they when they ran back then, they had two things that they needed them. Number one, there weren't as many promotions running. And I'm talking about, you know, 2010 when they did this here in Phoenix. It was just them, Dragon Gate USA, and, oh, and, and WWE. And they were big enough to where WWE Access, whatever, didn't hurt them because they were Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. If you're a small indie or a medium-sized indie and – you're not set up in such a way like you could, you could be hurt by that because you just, you don't have that name recognition. You're banking a little bit on the, okay, what's there to do right now crowd. Yeah. And if the big promotion's doing something, that crowd isn't there because they already have something to do. So it, it is, and again, this isn't the fun topic to talk about with all of this because it's not cool. We're not talking about names, we're talking about, talking about whatever, but it's that business side that people don't consider. Yeah. And that's where big losses can take place. Yeah. And it's just, again, we have somewhat of a different perspective because we look at things from, from different ways. And again, you are a wrestling promoter. I don't know if you know this. Uh, so it was always a little fascinating to get that. some of that, that insight uh, from uh, you in particular. But if anything, weekends like that from a fan perspective, though, get you so invigorated because you get to meet new people. You get to work with people you wouldn't normally work. There was a huge flood, you know, of people coming to Las Vegas from all over the United States. You know, cool matches that, you know, people don't get to see. Um, and even, you know, again, opportunities like myself as an announcer where I get to meet and interact with people I don't normally do is completely worth, you know, the sleepless nights or the long travel and all of that. And then also to kind of round out that weekend by going to Tucson, you know, community that I uh, am so close to and being able to go to announce at a place I haven't announced in quite some time and to see a local community that I really do enjoy and love and see how much they were so enthralled by wrestling was You know, when you go, especially a crowd that isn't as familiar with wrestling, and that's kind of also the flip side with Rockstar Wrestling Alliance, they draw a lot of some of those non-traditional fans um, because it is more of a rock and roll show. So you get casual fans that get there, and there's this beauty to casual fandom. You know, there's things about it that to them, it's very much just like when children watch it. They're so enthralled by things that we feel so jaded about. And it's because we know too much now. And sometimes we don't let ourselves enjoy wrestling because of how much we know. And when you are around casual fans or fans of people who have just never been there before, you do see things in a way that just make you feel like it can be fun. It can be a good thing. Um, But sometimes we can get in our own ways because we're so focused on, um, you know, what what it should be. Maybe instead of what, you know, what it is in that moment. Or even what it can be. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Like sometimes people are so focused on what they think it should be that they don't see the potential of what it can be. And you, you brought up something, you know, I could sit here and talk 10 minutes about how Tucson sucks, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'll go the, the more fun route for all the listeners. Um Cause you just talked about like the great community that I was able to bring out. And I think that's very important for people to remember. Um, it is, is, is the casual fan, like putting on, talking about wrestling on a podcast for 10 years sent us in one direction as fans, <laughs> us being like Patrick and I, especially. But then putting on events, like you said, you know, I'm a promoter and trying to put on events that people will like, that people will pay to come see, not just me. Right. Now I sit down and I watch it. Like I love NXT 2.0. 
And I mm-hmm. love the original NXT. And I can look at it as not a replacement, but as a different show. But I thoroughly enjoy NXT 2.0. And I don't think I would have. I think five, six years ago, had NXT switched from that show to NXT 2.0, I would have hated it. And I would have been on these podcasts complaining about it. But now my perspective shifted because I've been putting on events that I want people to like. And I like NXT 2.0 for that reason. And mm-hmm. I still have the original stuff on the network that I can watch. So it's all gravy. But yeah, that casual crowd definitely does. It's when you take away all the negative, it's, you remember that it's fun and, yeah. and that's what it's supposed to be. And being around that casual audience, that rock and roll audience, then you're like, okay, this, that's right. This is fun. This is what this, this is why I like this when I was a kid. And this is why I still try to do it now is because it's fun. And, and I think those weekends are great. And, and I get that every, you know, every time we put on an event, I come out and I'm just like, this is what it's supposed to be. This is amazing. So yeah. And I think that's, it reminds you of what it can be Yeah, a lot. So it's just a little love note to the weekend that was, uh, you know, weekend that's to come as well. I'll be at Slam You uh, this coming Saturday at the Stratus Event Center in Phoenix. And then next weekend is Expo Lucha in Philadelphia. Um, and if you listen to the Lucha Central Weekly podcast, which you can find on thechairshot.com and also luchacentral.com, we interview Ruben Zamora, who is the CEO and founder of Mass Republic, who is the overarching entity that is putting together Expo Lucha. And to talk about putting not only such a massive convention together, but the intention of bringing in casual fans or fans of maybe wrestling who may not be familiar with Lucha Libre and everything that he, you know, ends up doing to put it together, but also to make it accessible is just it's fascinating. It's a lot of great work. And as someone who's going to be going to their first Expo Lucha uh, next week uh and announcing for that it's it's beyond an honor but it's also again something that as you go into a new environment and do something it's it's enthralling and wrestling can be really fun and the people who put effort into making wrestling fun again i commend all of you uh because it is not an easy task to put together a wrestling event and uh to really you know invite people in to do something um is is awesome so i'm in this little love fest right now with wrestling because of all these cool things happening in these different environments that i'm going to to be in and i think it's so easy to fall out of love with wrestling a lot So I just want to live in this moment where I'm in love with wrestling because I think there will be moments where I'm out of love with it uh, or something will happen where it's not so great. But, um, you know, I do think one thing that we really do try and celebrate on this podcast in particular is really, you know, the love of independent wrestling. And I just want to give a shout out to all the promotions, all of the wrestlers, everyone who's just living the dream and putting the hustle out there, going from place to place to just entertain the shit out of people. Just know that it is recognized. I see you. I appreciate you. And thank you for doing it. Because even in my situation as an announcer, uh, it made me fall in love with wrestling again. With that, we are going to take a commercial break and pay some bills, and then we're going to get into the second half of the show. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com So Greg, you did something interesting this weekend and you saw a movie. I had alluded to it previously how it's been getting a lot of good buzz, which I did not expect whatsoever, to be honest. Maybe it's just the jaded part of me that doesn't expect so much out of sequels slash uh, reboots. Uh, But I want you to kind of state your case for this particular movie and and what is it a big deal and and should we go out and watch it go for the argument Greg.
So I, the movie you're talking about is, of course, Top Gun Maverick. And I did get to go to Top Gun Maverick this weekend on Sunday night, actually. Um, and I don't even know how to put it all. Okay. There's a reason why it's literally Tom Cruise's number one opening weekend ever. Like it, this movie, the original came out 30 plus years ago. This was delayed a few years as well. Yeah. Because um, of, of the, the Rona thing. And I got to be honest with you, like this movie, I go to movies just to have fun. I don't go to movies. I don't want art. I don't want whatever. Like I go watch F9, you know, Fast and Furious 9, and they're pulling cars across bridges on magnets or whatever. And I'm like, cool. Like, this is stupid. Shouldn't work. My daughter's like, how do they never run out of gas? Like, it's a great question. I don't know the answer to it. And and I'm cool with it, right? So I don't expect things. But I go to Top Gun and I leave Top Gun and I'm just like, this is the best movie I've seen in a really long time. And I've seen all the Marvel movies and I've seen all kinds of stuff. And I've seen some really good movies that I've thoroughly enjoyed beyond the I'm just going here to have fun because I think movies are fun and I don't want to overthink it. This movie was actually well done. It did all the hokey shit you would want Top Gun to do, but it did it so well. It told a great story. So it wasn't just high spots. It wasn't just an AEW show. It also told stories and, and it was fun. And, and it ended the way like, like they took you on a roller coaster ride. There were twists and turns. And, and I just left this movie and I was just like, holy crap. Like I want to go see that again. Like it was that good of a movie. And, and it just, I just didn't expect it. Like Tom Cruise has the Tom Cruise reputation of all the dumb stuff he does and things he, but I know his fingerprints are all over the movie and it was a good thing. Like I just so, so good. Like, like go see it. Like, and I told this to Patrick O'Dowd when this came up on the Greg DeMarco show and then wasn't recorded because the tech issues we had, um, the, the show was recorded. Obviously it, it's already, you know, available for you to listen to, but this portion wasn't, this movie was so good. It made me like miles teller. Oh, like that's saying okay. Because normally he sucks, but his performance was fantastic. Like everybody did. Like I just really nothing that even the things they didn't tell you. Like why is Jennifer Connelly there, and why is this a love interest of Tom Cruise? Like she wasn't in the first one. I don't understand. Like they did enough. They didn't outright tell you, but you you got it. They did enough to where you understood what was going on. So it was just. They didn't hit you over the head with things. They didn't have to hit you over the head with. They flew the planes. They did crazy stuff with the planes like they're supposed to. But it had a reason. Every crazy, stupid thing they did in an airplane had a reason for that crazy, stupid thing to be done in an airplane. And I guess the wrestling promoter to me is like, everything has a reason. Everything in this movie had a reason. I loved it. And I would recommend going to see it and going to see it in the theater. If you didn't see the first one, it does not matter. They tell you enough about the first one to where you get what's going on in the second one. They explain Miles Teller's character, Rooster, and his, you know, and his dad, Goose, and everything that happened in Top Gun. They explain Iceman and everything that he means to Tom Cruise's character, you know, Pete Maverick and, and everything that's going on and why he's there. They explain the Top Gun flight school. They explain why Tom Cruise is in the position he's still in. Like they explain all of it in a way that you don't have to have seen the original Top Gun. Although you should see it if you have it. You don't have to have seen the original Top Gun to enjoy this movie. Like, it's just that damn good of a movie. Like, it should win an award. It won't because it's Top Gun. But it should. Yeah. I mean, it's had a pretty big opening weekend. And again, uh, you know, the idea that so many of these reboots, prequels, sequels that are being made is to possibly capture mm -hmm. the magic that the original has and very rarely has that been happening to be honest of all the again reboot sequels all of those things and it seems like this could be the one that does it that this is the one that actually gets to relive some magic but also be innovative enough where you know, it tells a new story, which is super rare, which is super rare. But this also could fuel a hundred more reboots slash remakes. And it only could. a small portion of them will be successful. Or any good. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, this was actually good. I would, and I said this to Patrick as well. I don't know if it's made the air or not, so I'm going to say it here. 
I left this movie, and I don't remember who distributed it and who what service would have a relationship with it. I think you can make a streaming Top Gun show. Oh. Focusing on the school, not focusing on Tom Cruise. You could take some of the characters like like Phoenix, you know, like Hangman. You know, you, you could potentially even even evolve Rooster. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, you have no idea who I'm talking about. But it, you could have those characters be a part of that show. And and what's Jennifer Connelly doing? I'm sure she's free. She could still be on there as well because her bar plays a big part in it. Because um, she buys the bar from the original Top Gun. Um, and you could have a streaming series related to the school itself and, and the teachings and all of that. It was... Yeah, it really was just just that good. Um, but you're right; like it's people are going to almost go into sequels because it wasn't a remake; it was a sequel, thirty some years later, with this confident level that they probably shouldn't have, because a lot of people didn't have this confidence level for Top Gun until they saw it. Like, mm-hmm. or maybe if you're gonna make a sequel, talk to some of the people involved in the writing of this film because it's so well written. Go watch the movie and and see how to do it right. I don't know if you can then replicate it with your own sequel, but if there's a way to do a sequel, sequel right, they just wrote the book on it. I, I don't know what the book is because I don't make movies, but they just wrote the book on it. It's that good. Um, and and I don't do ratings, but if I did, I'd give it the highest. Like, I'm not super picky. Oh, I'm sure okay. you could pick it apart and be like, no, it's really an eight and a half out of ten, whatever. No, ten out of ten, I enjoyed it. That's what I care about. Did I enjoy the whole thing? I did. Did anything make me say this is stupid? No. So go see it. That that's what I would recommend. I really do like. It's just fun, but it's more than just fun. Like it tells a good story. It takes you for that ride. You don't want to get up and do anything. Like it just really is that that good. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't want to get up and like go get a refill or anything. And like I always go get a refill during a movie. Not since Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road. Literally, I sat there. The movie started, and I was like, "This. It's not a video podcast, but I was staring at the screen." And then by the, and then two hours later it was over and you're just like holy crap like that movie never stopped going, Top Gun's not that but I was literally engaged the whole time, and I'm ready to go see it again, which is good because I have a free ticket to see it that I forgot I had and didn't use the first time on a receipt for something else so yeah I have more incentive to go see it again but yeah most uh, highly highest recommendation Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun 2, even though it's not the official name as everybody calls it. Go see it. It's a great time. You won't regret it. If you do, don't blame me. It's your own fault. Go see it. There you go. Greg DeMarco's movie review of Top Gun Maverick. I have my my best friend, her dad and her family went to go see it and he is a former Air Force. So also there was some uh, alluding to things, how they left things very vague in general with some of the military uh, aspects of it so that it didn't exactly allude to anything as well right so that there was of course he was going apparently she said he was going through the movie pinpointing all the things you know that that were maybe not historically accurate or or military accurate but also things they did to be vague on purpose uh, yeah, so that's, you said it you said it perfectly vague on purpose um and people don't realize that about the first top gun movie because when the first top gun movie came out we didn't pick things apart the way we do now the first top gun movie you don't really ever know who the bad guy is and in this one, they're 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 trying to destroy something that bad guys have, but they still don't tell you who the bad guys are. They don't tell you what country it's in. They don't tell you anything. Um, they just tell you we're going to take this thing out at the bad where the bad guys are. And I don't know that any movie ever does that. Even if they make up a fictitious bad guy, it has a name. But these don't like 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 there's no name, no nothing associated with the bad guys. And in this cultural political climate, it's probably good to do that. And, and, you know, I hate politics and, and so I don't go into them, but it's, yeah, I, I think that was something I found very interesting is that they never truly identified what country we were going to destroy this, this place of, um, and it didn't matter because it wasn't important to the story. It was not important to the story. There we go. Well, I'm fascinated. I don't watch movies that often in theaters anymore. Uh, so I definitely will – I either stream things or just find enough on YouTube to figure out what's happening. Uh, but there's been, again, a lot of buzz online, a lot of uh, personal accounts from it that make it sound very interesting. So you know what? I'm probably going to make an effort to see it. So It's worth it. Uh, it, it is worth yeah. knowing that you don't. Um, it is It is worth – 
if you, if if you're the kind of person that only sees like two or three a year because of the reasons you just listed, this should be one of those two or three. Oh, okay. At least as of well, you know, late May 2022. Yeah. Okay then. Well, there you go, Greg. Thank you so much for that review of uh, Top Gun. What's the full name? Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yes. Top Gun Maverick. Um, of course, you could check it out in your local movie theater. Is it being streamed anywhere yet? No, it's not. The, know you know, they, they've stopped really doing the whole thing where they drop them at the it's same the time. Same it'll obviously stream soon, but and I don't know where it'll stream. Um, I'll look it up. But yeah, it is not streaming anywhere right now. You have to. You have to go. Uh, you got to get your ass into the movie theater. Apparently, the movie theater. Um, I guess it, it'll come to Paramount Plus in September. Okay. Based on who that that's the expectation right now. Uh, it, apparently, it's known that it'll be Paramount Plus is confirmed as a destination for Top Gun. They usually have a 120 day window, which would put it in September, September 24th. Okay. September 24th. All right. Which is also, by the way, the date of an IZW event. September 24th. Coolidge, Arizona. Come on out. From Coolidge, Arizona. Yes. There we Which go. Which hasn't really been well, publicly announced in there. Just saying, yeah, oh, I was going to say, I'm to like, that's, that's the... It will be soon. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll edit, we'll edit that in post, right? No, right? I'm not editing anything. No? That will... That, okay. <laughs> surprise, everyone. Soon you'll be seeing advertisements for an ICW event September 24th in Coolidge, Arizona. There you go. Yes. Well, there you go. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I've been your host, Miranda Morales, being joined by my co-host, Greg DeMarco. You can follow us on social media. You can find me at the Hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter, but you can find Greg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ChairShotGreg. You can also follow the ChairShot.com on social media at ChairShotMedia. And don't forget to chair, to te- check out the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. And of course, thechairshot.com is, is your source for wrestling news, analysis, opinions, sports entertainment, and sports and entertainment. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And of course, IZW Impact Zone. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Really? I know when you were going to promote IZW too. Like that's, that's just great. Good job, Greg. That's thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So with that IZW impact zone wrestling, uh, psycho circus Saturday, August 27th, the women's world championship match is going to be headlining main eventing that show Five women all competing to become the next IZW World Women's World Champion. The first time in 10 years that we're crowning a new Women's World Champion. Of course, uh, more match announcements and talent announcements will be happening over the next few months. Uh, So please make sure to visit uh, IZW on social media. Greg, where can they do that? At IZW Wrestling AZ for the state of Arizona. At IZW Wrestling AZ. Or, of course, IZWWrestling.com. But IZWWrestling.az, get all the announcements, everything, links to tickets. If there's discounts, you're going to find them there. All that stuff at IZWWrestling.az on social media. And, of course, don't forget to support your local independent wrestling promotion, whether that is following them on social media, buying their merchandise like IZW merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot or any other merchandise that they may have, uh, buying the merchandise of wrestlers who may be wrestling there or, again, just uh, watching their videos on social media, going to their YouTube, uh, letting a friend know about the event, bringing a friend to the event, whatever it may be definitely just take this opportunity to support local independent wrestling organizations. And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. We will be with you next time. And don't forget to always keep it soft style.
Dave. It's me, Dave. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.